Hello and welcome to Russell Investments Market Week in Review for the week ending February 23rd, 2024. I'm your host, Zoe Wargans, and today I am joined by one of our senior portfolio managers out of Toronto, Olga Bezrikov. Hi, Olga. How are you? Hi, Zoe. I'm great. How are you doing? I am swell. And well, I mean, I don't have to tell you that for a short week we have had a lot going mm-hmm. on. <laughs> we have seen so much economic data come out from around the world. Would you mind just doing a quick lightning round so we can hit all the top notes for our countries? Yeah, sounds great. So let's start in Europe. On the positive side, the euro area's composite PMI surprised to the upside, with services rising out of contracting territory for the first time in seven months, which is great news. Also, inflation surprised on the downside, so pricing pressures are definitely moderating in the region. While consumer confidence remains negative in February, it did improve at the margin from the last month and came in slightly higher than expected. Within the region, there is a little bit more positive surprises that we're seeing in France and the UK, but some disappointment in Germany's manufacturing sector, which continues to be a watch point. Now, moving over to North America and stopping in Canada first, we've seen inflation showing signs of cooling more than expected. And then retail sales came in above expectations, which supported both the equity and and the fixed income markets. And finally, in the U.S., a lot happening. On the positive side, labor market continues its relatively painless rebalancing with initial jobless claims continuing to be modest and coming in below expectations. We also saw a manufacturing activity re-accelerating with PMIs coming in above expectations. Now, despite this robust data, we are continuing to see signs of slowing down. So still expansion, just at a slower pace. We've seen, in particular, services business activity continuing to expand, but slower than in January, which is the intended effect of the Fed's policy. So this is not outside of expectations. We also saw a measure of the overall economic activity from the Chicago Fed, also indicating moderation, especially on the production side. And on the housing, not surprisingly, mortgage applications were down for the second week in a row because of the increase in long-term yields and its impact on the cost of mortgages at the margin. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot, (laughs) clearly. Um, What would you say are some common themes that are coming through with all of this different data? Definitely. So I would say that we are seeing globally that inflationary pressures are moderating, which is good because it is giving the central banks more room to move if they need to pivot to support the economies rather than trying to slow them down, which is what is happening right now. So I think it's fair to say that things are relatively steady for the U.S. and Europe. But unfortunately, that can't be said for the U.K., which officially entered a recession this week. How do you see the central banks handling these conditions? Yes. So I would say that we may start to see slightly slightly diverging paths um, for central banks because of the differences in inflation and growth pictures around the world. For example, in the U.S., where we see an improvement in outlook, the Fed may be able to lower rates starting mid-year as the economy is still expanding, but at a slower pace, and once we see inflation get within the Fed target. We also did get the FOMC minutes this week that do indicate that most Fed officials are concerned about the risks of cutting rates too soon and having inflation re-accelerate, so we don't really expect the cuts to come in imminently, but we still think that May or June are still in play. 
In Europe, as we're seeing from the data, um, the region narrowly avoided recession last year, but the recent good news in economic uh, data and the credit activity are positive, as well as inflation moderating even quicker. What this means is that potentially this gives the European Central Bank room to move as well, similar to the Fed. And expectations are actually that within the region, the Swiss National Bank might actually cut interest rates as early as next month. Now, you mentioned UK, and it is true that UK is in a trickier spot. As Bei Chen pointed out last week, with UK now in a technical recession, typically that would support a more accommodating monetary policy. But we definitely see inflation to continue its moderating path to give the Bank of England more room to cut later this year. Though, of course, timing remains uncertain. Yeah, there's a lot to remains to be seen, right? I mean, it's always a ride. <laughs> Uh, so yes. <laughs> finally, uh, let's touch on earnings. Just over 90% of the S&P 500 market cap has reported Q4 earnings. Anything that stood out to you? Yes. So very quickly is that the big theme is that overall company earnings have been very resilient. We are now seeing over 10% earnings growth uh, for the companies that are reported with 70% of the companies beating expectations. So this is great. It should be noted, though, that breadth is very wide currently. Tech companies are delivering over 40% earnings growth, while energy and materials on the other end of the spectrum have seen a contraction in earnings of over 20%. So the divergence that we're seeing globally in terms of economies is definitely also present in the S&P 500 market. All right, Olga, thank you so much for helping us to wade through all of this information. And it is always a pleasure to talk to you. And thanks to all of you for joining us. I hope you tune in next week for Russell Investments Market Week in Review. Mm -hmm.